Hi everyone, welcome back to the Anthony Podcast and today I'm joined by Greg Evans from The Athletic, so enjoy. Today, Greg? I'm very good Anthony, how are you? Thank you for having me on. I'm alright mate, thank you for doing this. Oh, you're uh, welcome. Uh, so, uh, so for the people that don't, for the people that don't know, you work for the, uh, you work for the uh, athletic. So how did you get involved? First of all, what made you want to, what made you want to start getting, start getting into journalism? And how did you get started up at the athletics? Yeah, sure. So the the Athletic are a sports news based subscription service in in America, and and we have an office in London. And I've been working for the Athletic for for nearly four years now. And my previous job was working for the the Birmingham Mail, the the, the newspaper in Birmingham, um, yeah. where I also wrote about football. So, yeah, I I grew up liking football and and golf and and a few other supports, and and I, I decided that. I wasn't quite good enough to become a professional footballer or a professional golfer. Um, so I wanted to stay in sport and see what if I could write, uh, sorry, if I could stay in the industry somehow. And I decided that um, I would like to write about sport and, and golf and football. Um, and that's how I, that's how I became a reporter. You know, so when you, so when you, first, so when you first broke into the industry, I imagine you had to, you had to write like, you had to write like a damn piece. Can you remember that piece? The uh, uh, the first piece I wrote. Yeah, because I, I imagine when you when you first break into the industry, they they obviously want to see they obviously want to see what you can do, what you yeah. can. Do. Yes, yes. So, um, I was on a a college course at Sutton Coalfield College uh, when I was when 19 and 20 years old um, and uh, an opportunity came on the local newspaper to me I'm, I'm from Solihull um, and we, we had a local newspaper then called Solihull News uh, which was a part of um, uh, Trinity Mirror which was the group and I went to the interview and um, met my first, who, who turned out to be my first editor. His name name was Ross Crawford. Uh, he interviewed me for for the job, and it was to be a, a sports reporter and a news reporter at the time. So I would spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday writing about local news in Solihull, and then I'd spend Friday and Saturday writing about sport in Solihull. So um, I got the job. They 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 uh, took a, a gamble on me and. Uh, and I worked for eighteen months uh, for Solihull News before moving to Birmingham Mail. So, if if you look if you look at your if you look at your work from the day from the Daily Mail, I think it's there. And you work, you look at your work from the sorry, let me start again. If you look at your work from the Daily Mail and you compare it to work now, how would you say you improved on your work? Uh, yeah, so it, it was the Birmingham Mail, the, the local newspaper. And, and no, no problem, Anthony. And yeah, yeah. So uh, I think just over time, you gain a little bit more experience and you become uh, more confident in, and, uh, in what you're writing. So when I first started, my articles were probably not quite as good as they are now. Uh, they probably didn't have as much depth and detail to them. 
um and and yeah i think i think it's just with anything if you if you work in an industry for quite a long time you just become better um at your job so yeah i think i've improved a, a fair bit over the years did you have a, did you have a mentor like somebody uh, yeah yeah so i when i started working at the birmingham mail i was i i would go to a different i would cover a different team each week so one week i would cover wolverhampton wanderers then it'd be west brom then it would be aston villa then birmingham and sometimes warsaw so i went to a different game or a different club every week um now at that stage <clears throat> there was a specific writer for each club so i remember Colin Tatum, uh, who was the Birmingham City writer at the time, um, and also Bill Howell, who was the uh, West, uh, the Wolverhampton Wanderers writer at the time. Um, the two of those people I was very close with, and they helped me. Colin, in particular, um, he taught me about how to build relationships with with people at football clubs, um, how to report accurately and and deal with some of the more difficult. Uh, scenarios that you might come across as a, as a football journalist so yeah I learned I learned a lot from him and then as I got a little bit older I worked with with some other people who who also helped me along the way as well how did you get started with the athletic yeah so um I got a phone call from the current editor um it was in July 2019 um Aston Villa had just been promoted to the Premier League from from the championship yeah. the editor called me and he said that he'd, he'd looked at some of my work and that he was impressed with it and and told me about the athletic and the the project that they were starting and and asked me if I wanted to come along and, and be the Aston Villa reporter because um they were pleased with that uh, they, they were impressed with my work from previous years so 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 when when you when you're covering Aston with that what did you what did you did bite sound of it with what what is your style like do you try do you try and make it a bit a bit like do you try and make it a bit more comedic or are you very like serious if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I'm um I, I'm I'm not very funny, so I have to stay with the serious <laughs> side of things. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't. I I typically don't tend to make people laugh, so I um I stick to the the serious reporting. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Um, I just try to give the the people that read my articles um some information that they might not already know from elsewhere. Um, and yeah, just just try to tell the story. If 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 I'm doing an interview with with a player. Or, or a manager, uh, I will try to tell their story through the way I write. Um, but then we do lots of different type of articles. Sometimes the articles are more about explaining um, uh, a certain incident that might have happened at the club or um, a change that will be happening at the clubs. And, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a wide variety of, um, of articles, but I think I'm more serious than funny. <laughs> so obviously when you... When you're doing a serious story, as a as a journalist or as a writer, how, how do you, how do you, how do you, how, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you approach a story like that? Because obviously, 
it can be really uncomfortable depend, depending on what the story is. The other writer, how do you choose to cover that? Yeah, of course, it depends the the topic that, that you're covering. I, I always say that when I'm reporting on a, on a football club that are performing well and, and when they are winning a lot of games, um, it's always a lot easier because the the stories are typically positive. Um, you know, the players and the manager and staff at the club are, are more willing to talk at that point because the team is doing well um, and it's good to share some of the positive stories. Uh, it always becomes a lot more harder for, for a journalist when, when you're writing about negative stories or, um, you know, or something that's upsetting or, or traumatic. Um, so you, I always try to uh, put myself in their shoes almost. So if I'm writing about an individual, I try to think about what it would mean um, if I was reading this, if I, if I was reading the article about me. Um, so always tr you always have to be fair and balanced. Um, I think you have to make sure that you get all of your facts correct before you before you write anything and you have to double check and triple check and quadruple check, um, you know, important oh. bits of information because, you know, a lot of the articles that I, uh, I write are getting viewed by thousands and thousands of people. So if there's an inaccuracy in there, um, it can be very damaging for, for people or, or a club or an organisation that I'm talking about. So the key really is to to make sure you get all the facts correct um, and you write, uh, make sure that you're writing something that's very balanced also. Right, right, your whole career, yeah. Obviously, doing what you do it must take a while to build up credibility. So when did you feel like I've, I, I don't want to say I've made it, but at least, at least people, at least people give me some, give me some sort of credibility. At first, I imagine, well, I know it takes a while to build up an ability. Yeah, no, I, I still don't really feel like I, I'm I'm at that point. I, I feel like yes, I know a lot of people read read my articles, but um, you know, I I don't feel that I'm I'm at the point where um, I've made it so so to speak. I I try to improve every day. I try to to listen and and learn to other people, but. I think the the key to to building up a bit of credibility is um, producing good quality content on a regular basis, um, making sure that it's accurate and that you don't get uh, that you limit the amount of mistakes that you make. It you know be obviously every journalist along the lines somewhere along the lines will will make a mistake. It's just you know we we are all all, all human. Um, but I think it's obviously keeping those to a minimum um, and just building building contacts and, and making sure that you can become trustworthy because um, you know a lot of the articles that you write and, and a lot of the stories that you produce are based on information that's that's provided by people who who um, who are trusted in your inner circle um, so yeah it's, it's very important to maintain strong relationships with people yeah so you're you also interview players you also interview the players and the manager. So I do, I do, I do, I do apologies. When you, when you interview, obviously people can be very guarded. So, yeah. so I, I do get the, I do get them to open up to you at least to some degree. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I think again, it's about having that trust um, and just 
you have to be very well prepared. I, I found when I when I first started doing interviews when I was younger, um, I used to be very nervous going before the interviews, um, and I maybe over prepared a little bit too much. So I used to write down all of my questions that I wanted to ask, um, and I found over time that it's sometimes better to just write a few bullet points of just topics that you want to discuss, uh, that you want to talk about rather than having a specific list of questions. Um, I, I just found that over time I became more comfortable um, looking at a notepad and, and looking at a few topics, but then just trying to let the, the conversation flow a little bit. Um, I always feel that, look, you know, I, I don't try to um, turn any any player over or or anyone I do an inter interview with, I'm I'm quite open and honest with them. I'll say to them in advance, look, I'd like to talk about these topics today. Um, there might be a couple of topics that you're not too comfortable with, but um, you know, let's have a conversation about it. See what you think, um, and then go from there. But it, again, it's just trying to to build the trust um, and showing that you can also tell their side of the story. Um, yeah. something that you write you know it doesn't always have to be uh, particularly negative I mean all, all of the interviews I do I try to find a positive spin on things because um, I feel that if if somebody's comfortable talking to me about something positive then they'll come back and do it again. So obviously with social media with social media you can get a lot of the fans you can get a lot of the fans perspective so with, with some of your questions do you try and implement what the fans, what the fans are feeling at that time? Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it's very important to understand how supporters uh, of the club that you are covering are feeling. Um, you know, there are always big talking points that that the fans are discussing throughout the season, um, and the players look. You know, the players will know about it because, like, like me and you, Anthony, you know, we're we're, we're on social media, and and so are the players. You know, they they read everything about themselves. Um, about the club as well and and if there are big talking points they're aware of that so yeah sometimes you know the, there are things that the fans want answering um, that I will ask towards the players and the manager yeah did it feel obviously when you're interviewing a player it's obviously different to interviewing a manager but for you as an interviewer do you, do you do you have a different approach or do you just keep the, the same approach or does it depend on the topic? Yeah, it, de it depends on the topic sometimes. I mean, every every week the, the manager um, at every football club in, in the Premier League and the Championship and, and all across the Football League, they, they will have a pre what's called a press conference. So um, all the journalists yeah. from the different... Yeah, all, all the journalists from the different um, uh, publications and... And media companies will will go to either the training ground or the stadium and, and speak to the manager. And you'll be in a big room together, um, so you all have a chance to ask a couple of questions. Um, but typically, what happens with with players is you, you get a bit more time with them on you know one to one, um, so you can sort of set your own agenda. Really, if the, you know, if, for example, if I if I was to interview. Um, you know the Aston Villa captain John McGinn or, or the defender Tyrone Mings or, or any of the other players I'd spend a little bit of time researching uh, that's that particular player and I'd, I'd try and think of three or four really important or interesting topics uh, to talk to them during the interview um, so yeah you tend to get a bit more time with the players when you get them 
um, and the manager is often more in a big group. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously sometimes the press conference you can go in, deep, in really weird directions to <laughs> add somebody that is a journalist. Obviously, someday I do just go with the flow. So if you if you have a question, if you if you if you have a question prepared, you can tell the way the conference is going. It's probably not the best question to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good so, question. Yeah, that. So how do you how do you approach something like that? It's it's difficult, yeah, because sometimes there are uh, there are tough questions that you have to ask. You know that I've been in in many press conferences when the the manager of the of the team is under a lot of pressure, um, and you have to ask them why. You know why the team are losing, what's going on, what's wrong, why is this happening, how are you going to fix it, and and these are difficult questions for for a manager to to answer when when they are under pressure. Um, but there are also other other you know other topics that can be asked that are um, oh. you know, that are uncomfortable and and it's hard. But sometimes you just have to ask those questions and 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 other times you have to be very persistent in it. If you if you if there's a question that needs asking and the manager or the player that you're interviewing doesn't answer the question, sometimes you have to ask it again. And yeah, it does become awkward and it does become difficult. But you know that is just part of the job at times. I. As, as somebody that just watched in the press conference, you know, I feel like sometimes I, I understand your position and obviously I'm a journalist, but I feel like sometimes they, they ask the same questions every single week rather than, rather than asking something creative or interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it can go a little bit that way because there are there are some topics that you have to always ask about you know the you have to ask about the team news is there any injuries to any players um you know how how important is this game ahead that you've got you know what what are you going to find out about the opponents that you're playing there are a lot of boring questions that get repeated um amongst uh, amongst you know some some journalists and, and reporters at the athletic we we tend to focus more on um, you know, individual topics or talking points. So a lot of the time, the questions that I, I ask will, will be focused around one topic. So, you know, next week I might be writing about set pieces or next week I might be writing about, um, you know, Aston Villa's defence or or an individual player. So typically my questions tend to be a little bit left field compared to some of the more basic ones. But you're right, they can get a little bit boring. I think you find that on TV, don't you? You know, and you're watching TV interviews, yeah. they're all the same boring questions. So, a couple more questions, like two or three more, and then we and then I'll wrap it up really quick. No rush, that's fine. <clears throat> so, 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 obviously, Unai Emery, Unai Emery's coming this season, and the villa are doing really well. So, obviously, when Unai Emery was first appointed, because of his time at art, because of his time at Arsenal, obviously there was a lot of questions surrounding surrounding Unai. So as 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 a journalist, you know, you know your first your first interaction interaction with him. Obviously, I imagine it was it was quite important for you. Set out a good starting block with 
with him in the class. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. As I, as I said previously, there's there's been a lot of Villa managers now that um, that have been in the job as uh, during my time covering the club. So I remember back to Emery's first day. It was it was back in the back end of October, and he started in on the first of November, and he he held a he held a press conference. Uh, it was called an unveiling press conference yeah. where, where the manager is, you know, unveiled to <clears throat> officially to the club. And at those press conferences, you you tend to get a lot more people there. So I think there was about 50 or 60 people there on that day, whereas usually before a game, there's only maybe 10 to 15. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's a first opportunity to, to, to sort of tell the manager who you are, um, you know, give him those first impressions. I think it's quite hard for the manager at that point because if there's 50 or 60 people in the room, he's not going to remember everybody's name in, in that one day. Um, so it's something that you have to build up over time. But yeah, I think first impressions are important. If you if you go steaming in with a with a crazy question in, on that very first day, you know, you might think, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I remember that press conference, was it was quite tame, to be honest. You know, Villa, Villa were in a difficult situation. They were just three points off the bottom, and um, obviously Emery came in and he, he explained how the Arsenal experience for him ended in in a bit of a disappointing manner. Um, but he he really wanted to come back to the Premier League and, and show how good he was as a manager. Uh, I bet I bet I bet you're slightly looking forward to in the future. But if the, I think look at that season, the Villa will finish in the European places as a writer. I bet you so obviously I bet you sort of hope that Villa do get into your so you can so you can go and cover them at right right around obviously Europe. Yeah, it would be amazing. Um I, I've only had re really one really um one European experience and that, that was when Birmingham City were in the um uh, Europa uh, UEFA Cup was it or Europa League yeah Europa League yeah. when they won the two thousand and eleven Carling Cup final. So yeah. That was when I was working at the Birmingham Mail, so I haven't actually covered Villa in in the in Europe. So that would be really exciting if the, if they could finish in the top seven this year. That'd be great, you know. If not next year, something to look forward to. <laughs> so my my last and final question: What what do you want your what do you want your legacy to be as a writer or as a journalist? Oh wow, that's a, that's a tough one. I I honestly haven't. <laughs> good question, Anthony. You want you want to take my job? <laughs> um, I honestly haven't thought of I have haven't thought of that really about the future. I, I just try to do the best job I can do, you know, every day or on on a weekly basis. Um, if there are people that that you know sign up and and read my work regularly, then then great. Hopefully, I can give them um, a bit of insight that they don't get from elsewhere. But no, I, I honestly don't think that deeply. Sorry, I know it's a bit of a, a crap answer, but I just <laughs> I don't think that deeply, I'm afraid, mate. So um, I just get on with it each day. It's okay. So thank you for coming on. Do you want to promote your either anywhere you've got coming out or your socials? Oh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, if, if anybody wants to follow me, they can uh, get me on Twitter at uh, gregevans four zero. Um, and then for those uh, people who are interested in, in reading some of the football content, um, you can visit www.theathletic.com. Okay, so thank you for watching, everybody. And I will speak to you later. Have a good day.
And Anthony, have you got time? quick time for me to ask you one question? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And so how long have you been doing the podcast for and, uh, and, and are you enjoying it? <clears throat> yeah, I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a couple of years. Normally, normally I'm, not, I'm a lot more prepared, but unfortunately I've had a lot of stuff going on in the last couple of days. So it's been a bit all over the place. Okay, that's good. No, it's fine. You, your your questions are very good. So you sounded like you were well prepared. And and is there anything I can do to help in the future? Uh, no, uh, I, I can't think of anything at the moment. All right. Thank you for the offer, though. No problem. No problem. If you need anything, you you know where to get me. I'll message me. All right. Oh yeah, no worries, mate. I thank you very much. I just wanted to you know, you 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 didn't you didn't love a podcast. With a friend, with a friend of mine, Chad Williams. Oh, Chad, yes, yes. Yeah. So, that, mm -hmm. so, that, so I got you. That's where I saw you from. First. Ah, nice. Not, yeah, nice guy, Chad. And yeah. the, have you, you, you spend a bit of time together, do you? You do things we, with friends? We, we, used, we used to go, we used to go to secondary school together. Ah, right. Okay. And what age are you now? I am. Um, 27 years old. Okay. And and Chad's the same age, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I will let I will let you go now, mate. Because it, it is 12 o'clock. And I do remember you. you're saying you only had half an hour. I do, yeah. Thanks, thanks ever so much, Anthony. No, it's been really nice to talk to you. All right. And, and you, mate. All right, you take care. If you need anything, you just message me, okay? Okay, mate. I'll let you know if I do. Top man. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, so thank you for watching, everyone. And I will speak to you soon.